0: Defends them dummy half. It's with the halfback, Williams.
1: Williams goes himself, comes out the other side, gets it to Croker, bounces away from a would-be from
0: DeGoyce, puts a kick out wide, looking for Shander Earl, and Earl is in again. Oh, stop it I'm starting to hurt. Rugby, him, Rugby League. Rugby League.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Supercoach Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Williams. Joining me today
0: is the Supercoach Spy. Spy, how are you, mate? Not too bad, mate. Um, pretty rough old weekend of Supercoach. It's been an absolute nightmare the last few weeks, but I know I'm not alone. There's plenty out there who are battling through the tough times, but just keep pushing on troops and good times ahead, I'm sure. Mate, how'd the side go last week? Yeah, it was pretty decimated, uh, but I did manage to sneak past the 1,000 mark. Jagged 1,020, which considering... Everything that's happened, I wasn't wasn't sort of too upset with. I've had, like a lot of us, I've had a few guys out and injured, and all sorts of things happening. The list goes on. I've had Tommy Trebovich, Teddy Munster, Moses Katoa, Carrigan, Best, Avarillo. This the it's just endless, mate. But I'm sort of hoping the bad times are behind us, and we can pull back to get some momentum soon enough. But I think you've been maybe a little um, bit of bit on top of things and got me covered. Mate, doing
1: pretty well, actually, the old, the mighty Cooma Stallions. We, we pumped out 11.58 uh, into 98th position overall, which is a pretty close to a new high, I'd say. So the squad's pretty well primed. There's a fair bit of money coming through. Um, thought I might have even been a little bit higher. And then uh, Noff Lumen, who I don't own, who a lot of the guys in the top, I think 50-odd owned, um, had him, and he went big on the Sunday night in the last game of the round. So, but yeah, firing along pretty well. Uh, guys, apologies for the poor audio quality last week. We should be on top of that now. Uh, big shout-out to Wenon, the, the, one of the OG founders from NRL Supercoach Talk, who got us onto a new program. Um, So hopefully the audio qualities are a thing of the past, just like injuries in NRL and in Supercoach, because they're absolutely killing people. I had Kurt Capel two, two or three weeks ago, who got injured a few minutes into the game. I had him about 5% ownership, and I just thought, you know, how's my luck going?
0: I've since dodged a few, and all of a sudden it's not looking too bad. Mate... Uh... You actually mentioned you're on fire this year, top 100 at the moment. My best ever finish is 140th. Do you think Do you think you're think you going to outdo me come into season? Mate, I've been close to you close a few times. A couple of had, I think I've had three top 400
1: finishes, but you do have me on the overall, the, uh, the one standout season. So, look, on track, but there's a lot of time between now and then. Um, a few sneaky pods might push me up a
0: bit higher, but they all could send me absolutely packing and spiring downwards, so... No, you've got to have a crack for the coin and, you know, we, we want number one, but yeah, it's a good little... We might have to have a bet load in the season or in a few weeks, we'll see how things tumble. Yeah, we'll reassess. Um, guys, the to- topic we'll get onto
1: this week, the main talking point, Cam Munster down, Mitch Moses down, he had, I think, it's something like 38% ownership um fortunately i wasn't one of them i do own Munster, the spy had both of them the poor bugger um he actually put out a big article today on the issue and who your best options are spy run us through what you came up with for the men to replace mitch mose more so mitch moses due to his ownership but either of the two
0: Yeah, the article sort of goes pretty in-depth, Tim, and I don't even know if I'm any the wiser after it. They're all very close to the options, apart from one absolute standout. That's one N Cleary from the Penrith Panthers. We said at the start of the year that we thought he'd be the standout halfback. A few of us didn't get him for those opening few weeks due to a tough draw and just to see if we could (coughs) nab some early Mitch Moses points. But to be honest, he just touches the ball multiple times every set he takes fifth tackle options he goal kicks he apart from last week when he had sort of the injury to the face he never misses goals he runs offloads repeat sets he started running the ball a little bit more in recent weeks and to be honest mate clear is your man at halfback by so far it's not even funny I know there's a few people maybe having a look at some pod options but gee it's it's ballsy playmate to go against Cleary. The obvious question, though, is can you go from Mitch Moses to Cleary with your money? It is a bit of a jump following Moses' um, injury-interrupted score last week. So, look, I'd, if you can't afford Cleary, that's fine. That That is what it is, and there'll be some other options. So, for me, if you can't get to Cleary, folks like Kyle Flanagan I've got a huge eye on. Roosters have quite a good draw coming up over the next five or six weeks. He's goal-kicking. He tackles quite a lot uh, for a half. He doesn't sort of run the ball much, but between goal-kicking and tackling, that accumulates a fair few points. And he also, he loves the sneaky back Just just backs up a line break, sneaks a try, converts from in front more often than not, so that's good. Sean Johnson's an obvious standout. He's been really good this year. I personally thought myself and Sean, after 10 years of um, a pretty good marriage, the romance was good, <laughs> we thought... Uh, I thought we might have ended things this year. I've gone away from things, mutual decision, but <laughs> me and Sean could be back. I don't know if I'm nervous about that or I'm excited, but he does have a blessed run coming up, Sean. So it's it's probably out of those two for me. I'd probably prefer Flanagan, except for the draw from Sean Johnson. Um The other one is Dylan Brown. I really like Brown as a player especially. We talk about him weekly on the pod at how good he is and how vital he is to the Eels' performance. Uh, For me, he doesn't goal kick. That's a concern. And he doesn't get credited many try assists. If you have a look at how the Eels play, they'll go to the posts on the right-hand side, then swing it to the left via Brown, out the back to Gutho, who more than often either runs it or hits Sevo, so Dylan Brown only gets try contributions there, which is only four points rather than 20 for a try assist or line-break assist. He does run the ball a heap, tackle bust, and make a heap of tackles, so his base I really like. I just don't... I find it a little bit tough, especially if Moses is back in two weeks, to know if he's he's the man long-term for the season. I'm not saying don't do it, but just that style of play there might be better options in Flanagan or maybe like a Luke Keery and he might only be 5'8", I think. But look, have a look at the article because I went quite in depth and there's a bit in there. So have a look through, guys, if you're looking to replace Mitch Moses or Munster. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, look, it's,
1: I'm with you. Cleary, for me, is the standout halfback in Coach, and will be the highest averaging halfback by season's end. So I think it's got to be him. The issue there and the only reason there's an issue why you'd even be considering going elsewhere is because SJ is available um, and he's playing uh, the Titans this week. He's got the dream match up there where he could go massive. I mean, I think his last three weeks he's gone something like 83, 75, 75. He's looking good. The Sharks' right edge are getting all the ball. Um, I'm already an SJ owner, so I don't have to make the decision. Um, after that, oh, look, I've I've rabbled on about him for ages, but I really like Luke Keary. I oh, know we only got eighteen or so in that demolishing of the dogs when Teddy got two hundred. I've no idea how. It was a bit like that Dylan Brown situation where you're yeah. saying he was having the contributions but, you know, he wasn't getting the last touch or the last major pass for the try assist. Hitting Teddy at the back, something yeah. like that,
0: then Teddy gets the try assist. Yeah. Um, so I agree, I, I like Kiri but he does have that dud game in him potentially. So you just got to go in knowing that and hope that it doesn't happen. He does, but... It's not often. But, I mean, the, the <coughs> Roosters have got the Cowboys, then the
1: Raiders, then the Warriors, then the Titans and the Dragons. These are all games, I'm even going to say nearly including the Raiders, the way they're playing at the moment, where he can easily go 100-plus. Maybe not easily against the Raiders, but the other four games are the four easiest opposition in the NRL. Um, so I really, really like him.
0: Yeah, and also they've got obviously Melbourne this Thursday, but... One thing is, it's been moved up to Suncorp, which is, I, I don't have the stats in front of you, it has to be nearly the best Supercoach scoring ground in the comp, and that bodes well for, for Keery, and I think the Roosters could do a bit of a job on Melbourne. They're not saying they're going to win by 30 or 40, but they, they're they so hard to stop at the best of times, let alone on an attacking friendly ground like Suncorp Stadium. Yeah, it's a tough
1: one. I'm a bit with you. Dylan Brown, I really like, and... He's a guy that I haven't been keen on as an elite halfback in Supercoach this season. But now that he's made the move to – well, he's still on the left edge. But now that Mitchie Moses is gone, you disagree a little bit. But I think Brown's going to get a stack more ball. It was pretty close to a 50-50 split between him and Moses. Moses has been a little bit hampered with injury, I reckon, the last few weeks. They've actually come out and said he has been. So Brown's probably got a little bit extra ball. I think he's going to get even more – Um, We'll get into it later, but big for Sean Lane, not so good for Ryan Madison. Um, Lots of things to consider. The one thing I will say before we move on, lots of people are uh, banking on getting Cleary and SJ, (laughs) one this week, one next week. The Titans, Sharks have the Titans this week. If you're in that situation... Would you go? Who would you go this week and then who would you go next week? They've both got similar break-evens, so money's probably not going to be too much of an issue. Um, is this
0: Cleary, was, Cleary and, and, SJ. and SJ? Look, the way this season's going, I'd get Cleary straight away, and the reason for that is you just don't know what's going to happen in a week. You could have three or four injuries to cover next week and then all of a sudden you can't get Cleary. So I think more than ever this year, the way things are going, if you've got an opportunity to lock a guy in, just do it. Um, At the end of the day, the Titans, they played some reasonable footy last week, although it was against Brisbane, who were in absolute dire straits. And look, I think SJ's floor this year, because he's not running the ball like he used to, he still has a 20 or 30 in him. He shouldn't get that against the Titans. He should get to at least 40 or 50, but I just don't think he's an absolute lock to carve up this weekend. He may well, but I I wouldn't absolutely bank on it.
1: Yeah, fair shout. And the (laughs) other thing is, I think people have probably overlooked it a lot, and I don't know why, but Cleary's coming against the Tigers, who, yes, they're putting on points, but geez, they're conceding a few. They've conceded uh, something like hundred and six forty points, it might be, which is comfortably the worst defensive record of top eight teams. Um, they've got Cleary is predominantly on the left side of the field, so he'll be attacking BJ Lee Lewis edge, which edge, which is a dream come true. We've seen what um, Caelan Pong and a few others have done to that edge a few times already this year. So I think um, Cleary has an amazing matchup as well. Um, So I wouldn't be too worried. In fact,
0: Cleary over Sean Johnson by so far, it's not even funny. Just get him in.
1: There you go. Um, Guys, if you're interested in our subscription package for our premium content, um, that's a few additional articles each week, over a couple of hundred articles throughout the course of the season. It's uh, $30 for the NRL package, $40 for the NRL and Big Bash package. It's also the last week that you can enter the Supercoach Playbook Unlimited group. The code is 446714. Uh, If you're the top-ranked subscriber at the end of the season in that group, you win a massive Raiders game day package for a game of choice next year in either Canberra or Sydney. Um, If you're in a state but within Australia, we'll fly you to the game, uh, put you up for a night, we'll get the contributors together and have a couple of beers together or tea or whatever. Um, But in fairness to those who have entered and subscribed earlier on and have been doing well in the competition – um we are closing off after this weekend so get that in before sunday evening monday morning um to stay alive in that Spire, let's get on to the round eight fixtures and we do start with the storm and the roosters thursday 7 50 p.m at suncorp <coughs> stadium which is really important because they get that faster drier track up there it was initially meant to be at amy park but now all that stuff's going on down in victoria with covid uh, made it a little bit tougher uh, at the Storm, Riley Jax comes into the halves in place of Cameron Munster. Josh Adokar and Christian Welch will be monitored after suffering head knocks last weekend. Um, at the Storm, Spy, well, there's probably not heaps <coughs> going on. Pappy, we knew he
0: was going to get big eventually, but you more than anyone were big on him. You cut ties with him last weekend. How are you feeling? Yeah, I was pretty stoked to cut ties with Pappy for Tedesco. And then Tedesco has played about 40 minutes since. (laughs) So that's just the way it's been the last last couple of weeks for me, mate. But um, I'm happy for the kid to get his score we know he could get. Um, I know a couple of people will say that, look, it's against an easy opposition. Look, he won't get that every week. I'm like, sure, he won't. But not everyone does that every week either. And if he can score two or three 120 to 150 games, then his average is going to be right up there. In saying that... You probably want to ride this out for a couple of weeks. They play the Titans pretty soon, I believe, and then you still want to be getting up to Tedesco, Ponga, and even Tommy Turbo if he returns, pending how that goes, because he's shown a tendency to not score quite as well against the really good quality defensive sides this year. So keep an eye on him. But um, well done to the those that held on and um, got justly rewarded by my boy Pappy. Yeah,
1: he's got a break even at fourteen now, Pappy. So. Um, Teddy when he's 200 drops out of his rolling average after this week he's going to start to plummet cash I mean it's Teddy so he might not but we think he will Um, and then Caelan Ponga is set for a few price drops as well Um, so definitely ride it out probably to that Titans game and then upgrade Pappy to Ponga or Teddy whoever you don't own from there Um, at the Roosters Jake Fenn's back in the starting team I don't know if that's true or not. I think he was always... In, was he always in the starting team or not? thought he was. Maybe start, yeah. think he might have started from the bench last anyway, week, randomly. the news there is that Sam Veros has gone with an ACL, so friend's pretty well locked into an 80-minute role there. Victor Bradley also gone with an ACL, so even he can't deputise at hooker, really. Um, Nat Butcher starts at lock and becomes super coach relevant. James Tedesco returns from his head knock, pushing Joey Manu to centre along alongside a returning Josh Morris. Ryan Hall's out. Mitch Orbson moves to the interchange uh they're the major moves at the roosters um what are your thoughts there i mean we've already spoken about the halves brett morris is 724k thereabouts. if you can afford to get him into your side you i mean you're better placed and you're probably winning super coach overall so um the other guys interesting ones there takiaho nat butcher what are your thoughts on there and what do you think of their minutes
0: Look, I think, mate, for this weekend, unless you need to make a move on these guys because you've got injuries or whatever's going on, I think you just want to give it a week. We don't know how the Roosters' rotation is going to play out. Uh, Trent Robinson will have an eye on finals footy and winning the grand final. He's not going to be too worried about how much they win by or how they're going from rounds 8 to 14, for example. So I think you'll still want to keep guys as fresh as possible for the back half of the season. In saying that, Takiyahu, I've liked... Or, or sorry, in the pre-season, I really liked... But we were worried about his minutes fluctuating, which has proven correct. And Nat Butcher, he, um, he's got some serious potential, that guy. His points per minute's huge. He scored at a really good rate last year. And the thing is, I probably, unless you have to, I wouldn't be jumping on this week. because you get a free look at him this week. You can see how he plays, what he does, what his minutes are. And it could be an easy transition across to him next week if you look in the goods.
1: Yeah, Desi <coughs> wrote about Takiyaho in his pod watch um, today, today's article. He's valued at 465k, which is pretty obscene, but it also shows the sort of minutes he's playing and it is warranted. Um, played 80 minutes on the weekend. That was because of the injuries. I, can, I can't I can see him playing 80 minutes again. Um, but he's got a break-even of 18. I think Nat Butcher's break-even sort of mid-30s or early 40s as well. So as the spy said, you just don't need to do it this week. It's not like they're playing the Titans where they might jag attacking stats and go huge anyway. We get a free look at them before they go into the easy draw. Watch their minutes this week. Um, and then I think we can reassess from there.
0: I um I might even put out... I wrote an article on Takiyo in the pre-season. I might dig it up and retweet that because it had some really interesting numbers on how good he can be when given minutes. Mm. So I'll have a look at that. And before we move on, um, I'd love to own Angus Crichton this year. I was I had a plan to bring him in this week, which got thoroughly derailed by injuries, but his attacking upside is enormous, uh, especially this season, and yeah. locked into that role.
1: And break-even of 127 <coughs> for Crichton. So... He's another guy that I'm looking to get in as well for sure, but hopefully he scores pretty poorly against the Storm if they can tighten the, tighten the ruck a little bit and he doesn't they don't get too much of a roll forward. Um, and probably the attacking stats are the big one for Angus. But yeah, he will see some big price drops in the next couple of weeks
0: and then look to get him in for that really nice run. His base is good too. He scores heaps for attacking stats, but he actually has a really nice base. So he's one to own if you've got the luxury of A, being able to trade to him and B, just, just being able to afford him as well, depending on the rest of your side.
1: Yeah. And Daniel Tupu is a guy I've had pegged in for next week for a long time. Uh he's a massive pod for mine and, and I'll be looking at him as a real edge towards sort of the blokes at the top of the table. Um massive on Daniel Tupu, alongside Luke Keary as well. But is probably more for next week if you can sort if you manage that for next week, not this week. Friday six PM, GIO stating, return to the nation's capital, the mighty green machine will finally groove here. Is I love the Raiders. Raiders v. Dragons, who are on a bit of a hot streak by their stands with a couple of wins on the trot. Um, at the Dragons, I think they're unchanged. At the Raiders, should I say, Bailey Simonson moves from the interchange to replace Jordan Rapana on the wing, who's gone for one to two weeks with injury. Um, Michael Oldfield replaces Curtis Scott at centre, who's been battling for form big time. Scott drops to the bench. Interesting selection there. Joe Taffney returns from a knee injury, which killed me a little bit last week, <coughs> the, late, the late out there. Corey Horsburgh's gone pretty well for the season, another one that hurt me. I own both of them guys. Uh, <coughs> halfback George Williams broke his nose last week, but will be fine to play. What are your thoughts on the Raiders, spy? There's not heaps going on. Yeah, not a lot, wise. to be honest.
0: If, if you own any guys, um, you just have to deal with injuries and move them on as you see fit. In terms of actually bringing people into your side, then outside of maybe Josh Papali who could have a big back end of the year. We know he gets fitter as he goes, and I think he might. they might need him to promote and offload the ball a little bit more than, than he has been doing so far, so that could bode well. And obviously Hudson Young's come into the starting role as well, whose points per minute's been pretty good. He played, if we have a look here, last season he averaged 45 minutes for a score of 40. So if he can increase that role to 70 or 80, he's definitely worth a watch. Uh, but again, you get a free look at him this weekend.
1: Yeah, With a break even of 35, Hudson, I think he averaged sort of 45 to 55 around about that mark in his 80-minute games last year. He's a serious talent, and I can see Tappany now that he's moved to lot playing 65 minutes and Hudson keeping on to that 80-minute role because I haven't been impressed with Tappany this year, particularly since the, the breaks come. we've come back from the break. Um, Hudson's a guy I'll be eyeing off big time at 367K, but again, he's won for next week. There's no reason to jump on this week. Um, not much else going on at the Dragons either. They're, they're unchanged after winning, winning a couple on the trot. Is there anything that pique your interest there? Cameron McInnes, I brought <coughs> in last week, and he, I think he scored about 64, which is nothing sensational, but I still think he's a must-have. What do you
0: reckon? I oh, think he's an absolute gun. He's probably him and Angus Crichton are the two guys I want in my forward pack to strengthen up. He's outstanding, and he runs, he tackles. He's just, yeah, if you can get him in. It's brilliant. Yeah, Zachy Lomax is ticking on pretty well. He, I sold him last week as
1: well. Um, I'm okay with that. I, I'm sort of with the Dragons run. I mean, he boosted his score last week, but that was because he scored a try against the Roosters, which I didn't see coming with a line
0: break. But anyway. I did, for, forgot to say, nearly, but public apologies to Matt Dafty, who I genuinely had not seen pass the footy up until about three weeks ago. And it turns out he's an absolutely phenomenal ball player. So... Good on him. He's playing some great footy and he's killing it and in Coach as well. So he's one of those left field options you might want to have a look at um, if, if you're sort of feeling that sort of vibes. Friday,
1: 7.55pm, Parramatta versus the Cowboys. At Parramatta, former drag and dry field replaces Mitch Moses at halfback with David Gow getting a run on the bench in place of Daniel Alvaro. <laughs> A fair bit going on at Parramatta As we said, they are coming into a tough draw We've spoken about Dylan Brown Dryfield's one to keep an eye on for a couple of weeks But I think Mitchie Moses is um, going to be It sounds like he's only going to be about two or three weeks max So not too bad there Um, Which means Moses is a potential hold If you do have injuries across the board But it also means Dryfield's probably pretty irrelevant Especially to his team play a few extra games spy um, Spy Clint Gutherson's a guy that comes to mind now that we think he'll be kicking goals.
0: You're not convinced he will be. Yeah, I'd like, like to find out, hopefully closer to kickoff. But Joyfield's seven from seven in first grade as a goal kicker. I remember watching him a game for Saints. Might have been last year, and he nudged a few over from the sideline and looked pretty good. So... I think the way Gutho plays, he might not want to also goal kick because he's just relentless and and never stops. So he might need that breather after tries. So just don't... If you are bringing in Guthson, don't assume he's definitely going to goal kick, but we'll find out very soon. Um, I speak about it every week, but Mike Acevo just keeps plugging along. He seems to score a try every week, and at some stage he he absolutely has to score three or four one day outside that back on that red-hot back on. So... I've got a big watch on him. Their draw really opens up in I think it's about three or four weeks. I don't have him in front of me but Mike Acevedo is a huge option.
1: When are you going to grow some nads and stop talking about it and actually buy him?
0: When I stop getting injuries, mate. I can't actually uh, trade until Mm. that keeps happening. (laughs) Damn me. Um,
1: (coughs) Another one Desi pointed out in his pod watch is Sean Lane who was a guy who was on the radar early last year. He's a a solid super catch player in that, you know, he gets his 80 minutes, big attacking upside on him, but he's never quite been in the elite second rowers. Well, I think he's averaging what well, maybe what is he? I'll find out what he's averaging, but he gets his opportunity now with Dylan Brown getting plenty more ball. We as I expect, the spy not so much. Um, but I think Brown will get a plenty more touches, which just brings Lane right into contention. Break even of 33, he's only 516k. So if you are looking to get a back rower in and, and for a more affordable price, he might be a guy. He turned up last week. We know the upside's there. So. And the
0: only thing I'll say on Sean Lane is, and it'll be very interesting to see how this plays out, but the defensive focus is going to be heavily on that left-hand edge for Para. They won't have to worry as much about the other side, so maybe it makes it harder for Brown and Lane to get through, or maybe they just tear it to pieces. So back yourself in if you want to have a crack, but they will get some extra attention defensively.
1: At the Cowboys, Val Holmes is closing in on a return and has been named in the reserves. Justin O'Neill has been named on the one with Tom Opochic at centre. Mm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the, the big news there is, which is a bit of a, a hammer blow, we'll call it, for <laughs> for, it. for Cowboys, <laughs> for super coaches, because Val Holmes is named in the 19 jersey. Um, hopefully we get more in, uh, information close to kick-off. It is the second game on Friday night, so at least they don't play late in the round. Um, but if you are looking to play Hammer in your 17, in your centres in particular, I'd only play him if he's at fullback. The Spy has got a different view. He doesn't mind him on the wing.
0: Yeah, I don't mind it, mate. His base at fullback is absolutely abysmal. I think it's 20, sub-20. Luckily enough, he's been good enough to set up and score a couple of tries, which has been nice because I've had to play him the last couple of weeks, but I actually prefer him on the left wing outside Valentine Holmes. He'll probably run the ball a little bit more on kick return, And also you get freebie tries on the wing, especially outside Holmes, who had a field day setting up his left edge partner in the early part of the season. So it's one of those games, probably not against the Eels to be fair, because they're defensively pretty good. But if they get an easier matchup, Holmes onto Hammer for a nice little 27 point play would be lovely. Are you playing Hammer in your 17? No, I've got um, Tessie New at the moment and they've got an easier matchup, so he'll get the fourth. Fourth reserve, sorry, the fourth spot in my centres this week.
1: Yeah, coming from Bloke, who actually had to play Hammer last week and luckily got away with a few half decent points, he was mid 50s. Um, look, if you can avoid playing him in your 17, I really recommend it highly because I can see him going sub 20 this week, more so if he's on the wing. Um, Jason Townlow, there's a guy who. It's funny how at the start of the year you have Payne Hass who's the lock-in captain every week. (coughs) Don't even think twice. Um, Jason tam was probably the second option that you can lock in every week. Now all of a sudden it was Teddy and Turbo and Ponga and we come up with these guys every year and say, you know, last year Damien Cook had to be your captain every week. Two weeks later it changes and all of a sudden, we'll get to him later, but now all of a sudden it's a, it's a risk to Captain Payne Huss, which I you thought you'd never say. But um, back to my point, Jason Tamlolo played 70 minutes last week, had some serious numbers and um, I think now that the captaincy debate is blown a, a lot more wide open, at least until next week when Teddy and Pong come up and seize your opposition, Tamlolo's sort of been overlooked a little bit.
0: Oh, he's a huge shout. The thing we... Probably said in the early podcasts from memory is Haast was locked in for eighty minutes at that stage and scoring quite well, whereas Tamalolo could only go up. He wasn't going to play less minutes. He could only play more, and Haast could only go backwards. That's unfolded lately, and Tamalolo he's just a gun week in week out, year on year. Gee, I love watching that boy play footy, and he's such a nice guy to own as as captain. If you need to need to use him outside of one of those um, one of the Teddy Ponga type situations against against some sides.
1: Saturday, 3 p.m. at Seabus Super Stadium on the Gold Coast. The Titans back to the home venue as well. There you go. It's all starting to fall back into place, unless you are the Melbourne Storm. At the Titans, Tyrone Peachy... God, you nearly had a sore throat reading out the changes at the Titans each week. Then the Warriors, fair dinkum. Tyrone Peachy starts at centre for Dale Copley with Bryce Cartwright recalled to the bench. Tyrone Roberts' ankle has again been included in the reserves and remains an option um all right, to be fair not too many changes at the times um the big ones there are mo fodder who for anyone who jumped on last week copped a simbin i think he scored about 53 in 53 minutes so wouldn't be too disheartened by that but it could have been 65 plus um had he not been simbin in fact i'm certain he would have had it um and then the other main one there is jai arrow spy who
0: i think you still own what mate 43 points last week Yeah, he had a dud, but the minutes he's playing, that's bound to happen occasionally. He's one of them guys I'd love to move on, but just generally don't have the luxury of doing that for at least another two or three weeks. I think he's still averaging 60-odds, so he's not hurting me too bad. And I think I just need to go into the weekend. If you're a dry arrow owner... Not hoping for 70 minutes, because it just rarely, rarely happens. Just expect him to play 50 and knock out 60-odd points. and Anything on top of that is then a bonus, and he'll probably make you Saturday afternoon.
1: Yeah, Arrows definitely not (laughs) a keeper in 2020, unless out of nowhere he starts getting that 70-plus minutes. But again, it's with the amount of injuries everyone's had, it'd be a real luxury trade to be getting rid of him. The Sharkies have hit their straps, and as an SJ owner, I'm very happy. Andrew Fafida has again been named to start at prop, but he switched with Brayden Hamlin Newelli on the interchange last week and could well do again. Uh, I'd expect that he would. Nene McDonald has been included on an extended bench, could make his debut, but look, the way the Sharkies wingers are going, they're not going to drop Katoa. Um, Bryson Goodman scored a mental try last weekend. Um, there's a bit of chat that Ronaldo Molitalo is back into running and isn't far off for a turn. Um... You know, there's there's chat that that's a worry for Sione Katara owners, but fair dinkum, you'd be hard-pressed dropping him the form he's in
0: with his <clears> spot. <throat> well, I think he won't get dropped. He was playing left edge when Ulitalo um, was playing, so the worry for owners would be he goes back to the left where he's not quite as damaging outside SJ's long yeah. balls. Um, I, I wanted to buy Katara last week and wasn't able to with everything going on, but, gee, he can bust a tackle. He looks heavily involved this year. He loves a run, which is huge, and... Yeah, I think I quite like him. He's buying out a little bit in price, but he's a bit of a sneaky play with the Sharks draw, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I had to play Blake Braley last week. because such such the injuries, um, which, to be fair, I wasn't terrified of because Connor Tracy was off the bench. So I expected him to play 80 minutes, but he played his best game of the year for mine. He's developed that little grubber in behind the line, picked up two repeat sets, um, scored a pretty fortunate try there, um, but punched out mid-60s, I think, for me. Boy, Blake Bailey looked good.
0: <laughs> In a reflection of our years, I had my blokes sitting up with their feet, feet, ankles, knees, shoulders and heads and toes strapped up on the sideline not playing and Timo's got Blake Bailey making bloody Manly look silly at Sunday afternoon. It was a tough week for the spy. <laughs> I, I pick fit players, mate. You don't. That's uh, the difference. Geez, actually, you could be onto something there. <laughs> Warriors Broncos, <laughs> 5.30pm
1: Saturday afternoon at Central Coast Stadium. Good luck predicting the result of this, because after what happened to the Broncos against the Titans last week, I have no idea. Jeez. Get there. I need an oxygen machine for this one. <laughs> I'd, nearly, I'd oh. nearly skip that. Oh, just, oh. We can walk, we can walk right. through walk walk the There's a lot of changes at the Warriors, as per usual. There's going to be more next week, by the sounds of it. Um, we can skip them. Jermaine Tenua-Brown peaked at over 200k profit, massive for all his owners, but... He can be upgraded or downgraded. There's not a lot of options to downgrade in the front row or second row at the moment. They all seem to be at centre wing, so you might have to look to upgrade him. The one and only that I will talk to you about here is Tohu Harris-Spy, who is absolutely going off tap at the moment. He's um, monstering
0: it. He um he
1: has to be a serious consideration. If you just
0: pull up his numbers there, if you if you get a second, I'll have a quick chat about him. The only concern for Tohu is Jazz Tavunga's due back soon. And at times, he plays 60 to 80 minutes in the middle. So does that affect Jazz's role? I'm not sure this Mm. year how they go. Maybe he goes to more of an edge. I'm not quite sure how they're going to do it. But the way he's going, he's absolutely killing it, Tohu.
1: So Tohu, 86 last week, 49 tackles, 14 runs. He's averaging 80 points per game since returning from the break. And he's owned by just 2% of coaches. That is some serious Supercoach scoring at 2%. That's lovely. Look... It it'd take with the instability at the Warriors some risk to bring him in, but I mean that's what Win Supercoach is. That's it? one of them
0: pod plays, and look, it's not like he's going to go back to scoring thirties either. He might he might lose some production, but if you want to have a crack at going against the gauntlet of everyone else, bring him in, see what happens. If he sticks to that role, you'll be absolutely cheering, and if he doesn't, then obviously as we know, you've got an option to to move him on down the line if need be.
1: At the Broncos, Corey Oates has been dropped, Jermaine Asako on the wing and Tom Flegler back from suspension on the bench. Uh, Maddie Lodge has been named despite an injury, injury cloud with his knee. Pat Carrigan returns from oh, returns from suspension at lock in place of the suspended Joe Offen-Gowie. Uh, that's really good for Pat Carrigan's uh, minutes this week. I was unaware of that. Um, <coughs> And I'm going to have to play him as my second front row, which I didn't really want to do. Not that Carrigan's poor, but with all these forwards like TPJ coming back, offering Gowie, um, I can see him playing 50 minutes going forward, but hopefully he notches 60-odd this week now that he's out. Um, and that's the major news at the Broncos. Spy, you'd be a brave man jumping on any of these plays at the moment.
0: Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I'm quite a fan of Herbie Farnsworth, but if you're going to get him, you probably wanted to do it last week. Yeah. Um, He's a good player, and he may even kick when Stags returns because he's actually signed for Manu or Nilly when he was a junior, so he can obviously goal kick. I bought Tessie New in last week. <clears throat> he got pulled a little bit early as part of some strange Seabolt rotations, but did make a line break early, and I'll be playing him this week against the Warriors, hoping he can pop up for a couple of line breaks, maybe a try or two. Um, outside of that, Everyone bought in coats last week. I didn't, luckily. He had an absolute barney. Scored about nine points. But he'll be better than that in future, but doesn't give you much faith in playing him in 17s.
1: Yeah, the other reassurance here with the team (coughs) list is that Tom Dearden's been named as the interchange at 14, which, you know, barring a disaster of a game, Tessie News should play the 80 this week. You know, um, Seabold hasn't gone with a utility outside back at 14, which he tends to do a lot of the time. Um, yeah. So, I mean, new against new against the Warriors. I think you can lock him in with... Surely there's an attacking stat. We saw him get there. might have been off the offload from um, TPJ real early on last week and you were thinking, God, we're on here for 100-plus from a basement-price rookie. Um, didn't quite eventuate, but this week, you
0: know... Long term, wouldn't be playing him in seventeens, but I think this week we could be all right. Get in there and just Tavita Pangai Jr. as well. He's, he's an absolute lunatic, as we know. He could get suspended or hurt any week, but it, when he's on the field, he can do some real damage. If you want to really roll the dice on him, go for it.
1: Saturday, seven thirty-five PM, <laughs> Tigers versus Panthers. Uh, this is going to be a blockbuster at Bankwest mm. Stadium. After sort of out of nowhere <clears> with the just Tigers, just quietly,
0: Tigers fans just got so excited. They're involved in a blockbuster. Well yeah. done, guys. First well done. time
1: in a long time for the old Tigers. Um, un- actually, that's a lie. They played round 25 last year, block-bust against the Sharks to make the eight. Yeah, that's a lie. I was there as well. Yeah. Farrah, Farrah came out of the
0: sheds. That was yeah. unbelievable scenes.
1: <laughs> uh, the Tigers are unchanged after last week's big win over Canterbury. Um, mate, a lot going on at the Tigers. Is there anyone who piques
0: your interest there? Um, not for Loomers. Obviously, we don't need to chat about him. He's absolutely killing it. Top scorer, I think. Um, Tommy is a big watch for me. He's, gee, I'd like to try and get him this week just as one more cash cow who I think is going to do a good job. He runs the ball pretty well. He'll have a few tackle busts, And the way the Tigers are playing, on the end of that back line, he could have a few tries in him because I had a look and the Tigers have a pretty good draw for the next eight or nine weeks. So I don't know how I'm going to be able to do it. I might have to hold a week on maybe trading Munster or something like that if I want to do it. But I'll I I'll sum up the cash situation. But Tommy's Tommy looks a nice prospect if you need a downgrade in the centres.
1: Yeah, I quite like him as well. And I was looking, we'll get get to trades a little bit later on, but I was looking at downgrading Corey Horsburgh um, for a Um But, I mean, I find it funny how it looked like it could have been the year of the Naff, And it still may happen, but then there's just masses of injuries happening. All of a sudden, money generation's looking harder to get. Um, we're using two trades each week as expected, but we're using it on not boosting our teams, but yeah. filling in holes. It's putting out fires. Um, so I'm now looking at Tommy Tallow maybe to get in as well. Minus 28 break even, coming off a score of 72. The Tigers looking pretty red hot, at least in attack. So um, Tommy Talow's a real shout this week, and you know he's very cheap as well at 208k. Mm. Um, the other one that piques <laughs> interest here, look, I won't be going, jumping on, but I know Walson's very keen on him. Whether or not he buys or not, I'm not sure. But um, Adam Dewey, who scored 82 last week, he had two tries that were about half an inch from being tries. They were disallowed. That would have put him to about 140 points. Since moving to fullback over the past month, he's having 72 points per game, obviously available at
0: center wing. Um, he's a serious prospect at fullback. I'd like to possibly turn Remyan into him in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, it will just depend on how my team is. But I like him. He runs the ball a lot. His ball playing will improve. And just the fact that Tigers are playing good footy. <coughs> excuse me, that helps. And a nice draw ahead. Uh, the Panthers, Josh
1: Mansell. Oh, <coughs> those poor buggers who had Josh Mansell last week. Uh, and he pulled out. I mean, there was a lot of them. So you can't really feel too sorry for them. But, <coughs> gee, Josh Mansell really hurt. I think about even Thursday night game last week. He returned in place of Brent Naden. Um, Again, lots of options at the Panthers I'll start off by saying I think it was Walson last week mentioned that How the impact of Nathan Cleary would have on Appy Coruscant Well, we've seen the amount of touches that Cleary's getting And as a direct result of Cleary coming back from injury And that suspension um, Mate,
0: Appy's going downhill pretty rapidly That's a big call, downhill rapidly I think if we check his scores, let's pull him up I think he had it Reasonably quiet one last week in a pretty wet and 52, 76, 63, 56. There you go. So he's averaging over 60. Clearly didn't play in those. will be a big watch this week because um, I'm an owner of Appy. And if he's only going to average 50 moving forward, then sure, I'll look to move on. But it's been one week. It's certainly, I've got far bigger panic stations than Appy Coruscant at the moment. I'll give you the tip. <laughs> um, <coughs> just quickly, Jerome Luai is playing some really nice footy. Um, scoring okay, and he's probably right for the plucking now in terms of selling him off, but there is an option. The Panthers have a pretty nice three weeks. One of the things I'm looking at is possibly holding Munster. I doubt I will do that, but I could play Lawai for three weeks and Munster come back. I probably won't because I don't have a definite timetable, but he's not playing bad footy, but if you do own him, it's probably time to, if you're not going to play him in your 17s, move him on, but he could be a nice 17s player, especially from next week onwards for a couple of weeks.
1: Mm, Jerome Luai is a guy who we I mean plenty of people have parted ways with already and rightly so he's not scoring exceptionally but boy that dual half at five, eight stats is handy at the moment with all these halves injuries he'll be plugging a lot of holes for people this week who have issues to deal with elsewhere um, as I said it's a pretty nice matchup against the Tigers so I mean I'll be holding Luai probably more through it's, it's a necessity just rather a safety than net
0: type thing really isn't
1: it Yeah, you can downgrade, downgrade
0: other guys first put it like that yeah.
1: Seagulls V-Nights, Sunday, 4.05pm, back at Lotto Land, which is traditionally probably not a great uh, ground for super great scoring, with the exception of Tom Travoyevich, because he's Tom Travoyevich. But uh, Lotto Land should be in good nick after all this going on and the the COVID break, so hopefully that's a, a faster, drier track, although Sydney has had a lot of rain recently, which we know Lotto Land doesn't handle too well. Yeah, it's
0: pretty dry this week, so hopefully it'll be all right by Sunday.
1: Yeah. At the Seagulls, Moses Sully returns in place of Brendan Elliott, Marty to has again been named in the starting side ahead of Sean Keppy. Uh, the pair swapped spots last week. Uh, at Manly, not heaps going on Look, with Tommy Gorn. I don't think there's too much of interest there. Moses surely remains a decent pod, but how many points are there to score without Tommy there to feed him the ball? Um, I mean, the one and probably only talking point there is Aden Fanula Blake, who finally went big last week, albeit with the eight of two tries.
0: How hard are you looking at uh, AFB this week? Yeah, again, not the luxury to be in a position to bring him in just now, but I'll be looking at my front row possibly even next week. And, look, he was a monster last year and may do it again this year. With Tommy out, he might see a little bit more ball trying to create a little bit through the middle. So he's certainly a good watch for owners. And, look, barring injury, he certainly won't let you down, will he?
1: Nah, so I think
0: he's only about (coughs) mid 500k, but it won't be for
1: long. Break even of just five. So he's going to go skyrocketing price this week. And then with that 142 in his rolling average, he's going to go up again massive next week. So he's fast going to become out of price. And look, it's only a one-weeker, but it looks like he's going to... I mean, we've said this a lot the last few weeks, but he could be the number two front rower to paint Haas. 11 tackle breaks last week, 20 runs, 27 tackles. Uh, But out of all that, the most pleasing thing for me, aside from the tackle breaks... 60 minutes played, um, and that's the big factor. We knew he could do it, we know he's capable of potentially 80 minutes. We've seen him do it before, um, but now he has got the minutes back. Um, you know, I, I don't see why there's, he would play any less minutes in less men you get break breakout lead, which may happen from time to time. But uh, AFB, geez, if you can squeeze him in, in the next two weeks, you're in a position to do it, lock into him. Have a crack. Yeah, uh, over at the Newcastle Knights. A fair bit going on here as well due to their form. Bradman Best returns at centre, thank God, um, in place of Germatt Shibasaki In the pack, Herman S.A.S.A. starts at lock. Tim Gellarsby is out after failing HIA last week. And Pisami Solo
0: is called up onto the bench. Um, at the <clears throat> Knights, what are your thoughts there, mate? Uh, we don't need to discuss Ponga. Everyone knows about him. Bradman Best comes into my team this week for Hammer, so that's bloody lucky. Thanks for returning there, Bradman. Um, Kurtman's plugging along beautifully for owners. He's got sixty, he's got to decide if you are you going to keep him for the year, are you going to upgrade him or downgrade him? There's probably there's a few different ways you could go about that. Um, what are you all th- what are you thinking at the moment? I'm thinking <laughs> Kurtman to David
1: Nofaluma in the next fortnight. That'd be huge. Um, he's he's gonna be over five hundred k this week. <laughs> the k man, he's just he's almost he's proven pretty fixture proof. Like he. He's not going massive. His style of play is good. But he's not suits. really scoring under 50s. He's jagging just tough tries. Um, so, look, he's doing <clears throat> doing a job. Hopefully he can score well against Manly this week, although I do think they'll definitely bounce back this week after <clears throat> a rubbish performance
0: last week. Anyone looking to catch up points? Jump on... Kurt Mann to either Dan Tupo or Mike Sebo in coming weeks. That could be a massive play. Mm. Go Sebo because I want Tupo. <laughs> That's it. Um, Clem is huge. Actually, speaking of the number two front row options, he just keeps on keeping on in limited minutes. Good on him. Um, he's a big watch for me, possibly as soon as next week.
1: Yeah. Uh, to wrap up the round, Bulldogs v Rabido, Sunday 6.30pm at Bankwest Stadium at the Bulldogs... English input Luke Thompson has been included on the extended bench after finishing his time in quarantine. Uh, he'll be a watch for a few weeks, but uh, don't worry too much about him. Maybe one for draft leagues, but he's not going to be playing very many minutes over the next coming weeks, even if he does get a start. Um, poor old Will Hopper-Wide, just about the only relevance at the Bulldogs. He's He's gone for, I don't know how many weeks it ended up being, but it's a real shame to see him go down, and he basically kills any attacking players at the Bulldogs. Jake Averillo misses out as well, which is another blow for people struggling to field a 17, particularly in their center wings. Um, The one guy I do want to touch on here is a friend of the show, Adam Elliott, who's played 80 minutes the past two weeks and is averaging 73 points per game in the last month. Look, he's the heart and soul of their forward pack at the moment. He's added a real attacking uh, element to his game, which he's always had, but he's finding the confidence to produce and let loose with in the actual NRL um, so he's playing
0: some good footy ads. It's good to see. He's just grown into like, for lack of a better term, he's like a real man now. He came into the league quite young and now he's just able to match with the big boys with his skills and gee, he's got a good attitude. He has a crack, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely.
1: <coughs> Over at the Rabbitohs, James Roberts starts with Braden Burns back to the bench in the only change. Spy anything that takes your fancy at
0: the Rabbitohs? I'm pretty glad I held off Latrell, and I'll probably continue to do so, to be honest. Um, he'll have big games in him, but... I just don't know. You'd want to do it for a few weeks running or look past the eye test for me to really get going, although he was unlucky last week. Um, so, break even of Luttrell is now at, I
1: think, 127, uh, 128. Few people thinking, I mean, he's dropped in price, but he's 582k.
0: Would you cash out now or would you hold on to him? If you could, I'd probably cash out. But look, as. Until I own a guy, it's hard to comment because you don't quite know how your team sits. But tell you what, break even of whatever it is coming off a nine rolling average, a little bit of a tough run in the next month. <coughs> I would say cash out. I'd hold. Okay. Um,
1: look, I mean, pri- prior to last week's nine uh, against a red hot <coughs> Panthers side, he went seventy one, one 112 and twelve. <coughs> that is seventy one. Um, then he comes up against the Bulldogs and Tigers the next two weeks, which are hardly threatening at all in defence.
0: So they got the dogs. I didn't realise that this week, of yeah, course. but um, even
1: so, I'd um look. <coughs> uh, he might have his lower weeks because he's got a base of seventeen the trail, but I can still see him being pretty close to that top four centre wings, and I think <coughs> that you're definitely going to have issues elsewhere. But I don't
0: mind the trail. Yeah, if you've got the luxury to do it, maybe. But um, just otherwise, jump on and enjoy the roller coaster because there'll be some up and down weeks for Trell.
1: Yeah, um, the other guy is Cam Murray, who I absolutely love. I have gone about him every week a little too much. Um, look, the minutes he's getting, he's not a keeper, in my opinion. He scored 49 in 57 minutes last week. Um, he's not far off. He was averaging about 63, so he's still scoring well, but not... I mean, we're seeing guys like Ryan Madison, Jason Tamalolo, Cam McGinnis, these back guys, average 80-plus. Um, Cam Murray is hardly a keeper at the moment, Spy, riddle me this, obviously I'm a biased Mario and I love the bloke, but the Rabdos aren't looking great, they lack depth in the middle, we all know that, surely you play him 70 minutes, we know he's got it in him, like, I, I'm, it? I'm all for giving forwards a rest, and it annoys me when they play forwards <laughs> 80 minutes unnecessarily, a la Payne Haas, why why, 60, why 57 minutes?
0: It's bloody interesting. Is the, the only thing I can possibly think of, are they going to ramp him up for the back end of the season for a run to the finals, mm. something like that? Because I guess you could play him 30 minutes, give him 10 minutes off, and he plays the second half, or he plays the first half, then has a 10-minute spell. That's probably more the option. But, yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It'd be frustrating for you, mate, as an owner.
1: Doing my head <coughs> in.
0: Uh, mate, what are your trades this week? Trades this week? Well, Munster and Moses, both down on the couch at their relevant homes. So Moses to Cleary is my 100% trade. That's definitely happening. And <clears throat> I've got a decision to make. I don't know if it's a tough decision, but I'm just obviously at this stage of the week still pondering some options. I can play Jerome Lui in my starting lineup. up He'd be in my 17 anyway, given the rest of my injuries. And then go Katoa, the Warriors forward, to Tommy Talao, basically to free up some cash and get one more cash generation guy in. Who have you got to do that, <coughs> little switcheroo? <clears throat> little Benny Travojevic, is it oh, Ben? <coughs> Bought enough. him in as Enough a few weeks ago just to do exactly this. Yeah. Um, what it does mean is I'd have to play Jamin Jolliffe or Tanua Brown on my bench. But look, they, they're both starting. They'll probably score 45 to 50. So it's, it's a possibility I'm going to do that. And the reason I'm sort of thinking about that is because I just don't know who to replace Munster with, <clears throat> and I'd love one more week of some really hardcore analysis just to see how they look. Roosters have Melbourne, and I'm looking at Keary and Kyle Flanagan, and Sean Johnson I'm just not convinced on 100%, so I'd love to see how he goes against the Warriors before biting the bullet. So I've just got to make a call there. <clears throat> the, the cash of Tommy Talia and the fact he'd be a nice fifth option in my centres could sort of sway that. Um, what are your thoughts on that is the way I'm thinking?
1: Yeah, I like it all. I I I'd be like I I just think that SJ matchup versus the Titans is too hard to go past and I I personally think he's looking incredible. Um I know his base probably isn't there but I've owned I said I've owned from the start and each week I've watched him give or take the two weeks he got 20s which were one was before the break, one was the first week after it. Since then I think he's looked awesome and when I'm watching him I'm not worried about low scores. I think he just I think he's feeling confident. Yeah, yeah, I am and the Sharks are firing, so he's kicking goals. So he's got that um that the I mean we don't include goal kicking in base, but for a goal kicker, it is their base stats effectively. Like
0: yeah, um, and I wouldn't be going to him as I said, but the run's just so good. It's such a dream draw. Um, I think I'm being a little bit stubborn as well. I'd sort of parted ways, As I said with SJ, yeah. and now I'm like, geez, do I bring him back? If he goes bad, I'll be upset. Uh, so I'll, I'll make a decision, but I'll probably... I'm having a big look at Kyle Flanagan as well, so it could be Munster to Flanagan as my second trade. Yeah. Or Keery. Uh,
1: For me, Munster to Keery, <clears throat> and then oh, I'm tossing up... I was thinking Horsburgh or Rudolph to a cheapie, um, potentially enough, but again, I'm a bit worried about um about enoughs at the moment with the amount of injuries that are going around, so I'm thinking I might back a mm. few extra points and go Willy Army at the Dragons down to Talau. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be about 50k going into next week. Um, and then... I you know, I can nuff or bottom out a either of Horsbrough or Rudolph next week and upgrade them to an out and out gun as a front row partner to Payne Haas.
0: Yeah, then you um, got all these Tommy sitting there as an extra buffer leading yeah, forward. Yeah. Just in case um, injuries hit he can play him on the bench. Yeah, so
1: probably looking at that at the moment. And
0: who's your captain vice captain at this stage? It's gonna kind of straight captain Teddy. Um he's just been unstoppable this season. He's playing at Suncorp. I know it's against Melbourne, but they're not <clears throat> They're not the Melbourne that I know of the past. There's, they're playing some all right footy and they'll always turn up and compete. But on the Suncourt track, the way the Roosters are playing, Teddy will have a huge base with a heap of runs and tackle busts, and I hope he can get on the end of the back on. And Melbourne's looked a little bit vulnerable on edges out wide this year. So, yeah, Teddy for me, mate. I think just straight C, given yeah. it's a tough week.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the same and I really like it this week because few reasons. Uh, I go on about this a lot, but I like captain people in the Thursday night yeah. game because people have this obsession with the VC loophole, <coughs> even when they have five or six or seven of their bench that are playing. Yeah. So it's near impossible to use anyway because you need an enormous score. Um, look, if you can jag one or two of a year, happy days, outside the buys,
0: it just doesn't really happen. So I'm um, with you on that. I love, I've said I'm scared of Thursday nights before. The, the reason I said that is because down in Sydney, Thursday nights tend to be dewy, wet bloody horrible conditions. Mm. But as soon as they go to Brisbane, Thursday doesn't worry him at all. And I love the idea I can get Teddy when a lot of people might be scared to captain him. That's that's enticing.
1: Yeah, and then it, that's <laughs> it. So I'm, I'm really intrigued to see the the numbers of captains of Teddy this week because of that loophole reason, uh, the fact they're coming up against the Storm, and then there's that little factor of you know the head knock, and if he goes off early. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's one I'm willing to take, all because yeah, I think people will jump off him. So... Pretty keen on Teddy. Outside of him, um, Ryan Madison mentioned earlier that I think the left side with Brown will get a lot more ball than Maddow's side now that Moses is out. But look, the way he's scoring, he's just oh, absolutely churning out the numbers. Got someone's over 90 in... I think he's got over 86 in five of his last six games and four of those have been over 90. Um, yeah, he's, he's twice killing it. I'm a
0: happy owner. I bought him in post-COVID and he was my number one target and it's been fully justified. The bike's a beast.
1: Yeah. there's a few been a lot of questions um, uh, written into a few different areas this week and a lot of them are saying, oh, do I do this guy or do I do Moses or do this, uh, Madison, this guy or Madison, or this optional Madison. I said, just go with Madison, get him into your team then you don't have to panic watching him every week. Anyway, let's get into a few questions before we wrap things up. Um... And we, we get this question or this similar type of question each week, and it remains relevant, um, but from Brent Gesch, uh hopefully got that pronunciation right, <coughs> is balance more important than snatching up Teddy? So it's the age-old debate of cash V points. Um, he says he can go turbo to Teddy and then get a cheapy, or he can go turbo to SJ and Moses
0: to Cleary. Okay, so where's this question? Sorry, here it is. Turbo so, to
1: Teddy. <coughs> mm-hmm and then a cheapie, or Turbo to SJ and Moses to Cleary?
0: Without wrapping my head around that fully, I think you just need Teddy if you can get him. That's my short answer.
1: Right, I'll go elsewhere and say, have a look at your team, mate, but I'd be going SJ and Cleary because I know we just spent five minutes wrapping Teddy and how we're going to be throwing the captaincy on him at that massive price tag. (coughs) If you can lock in SJ against the Titans and Cleary against the Tigers this week, rather than just Teddy, um, then try and nuff someone out next week and then go up to Teddy.
0: Um, <coughs> and it just depends who your halves are as well. I don't don't know who your cover would be if you if you do go with Teddy. So if you're on Twitter or something, hit me up and I'll have a proper look for you, but I was, Teddy's a big option. Again, money's important because he, he will lose some cash in the coming weeks more than likely, but if you can get Teddy, I do like it.
1: <coughs> Mr. Smith, one of the legends from the Twitter family, asks, Hey, guys, thoughts on Ponga? Do you think teams have worked out how to stop him? Also, what would be, what would be your ranked trade or ranked trades in priority based on matchups, out of Teddy Cleary and SJ? Uh,
0: so, firstly, thoughts firstly, on firstly, no, I don't think they've worked out Ponga. Um, Cowboys really turned up last week. Knights were horrendous. Gee, they were bad. They rolled downfield. Allowed him to kick it into touch easily. Ponga basically got held back for a, what would have been a try. He would have scored eighty again, doing nothing. So no, I don't think they do. Ponga will keep getting better. I think in terms of he'll evolve his game, and I think they'll probably work out the best way to play him moving forward. Personally, um, <clears throat> in terms of priority matchups, based on pure matchups, it's probably SJ. But I still sort of, I still think Teddy could score the most out of all three of them this week, even though he's got Melbourne.
1: Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, it was a bit concerning. Ponga did play a bit more on his preferred left edge last weekend, but he still favoured that right edge, which, which does worry me as an owner and just uh, a general NRL fan. And I'm not a Knights fan, but for fan, Knights fans, because I don't understand it. And it's, I'm having some sleepless nights as a result of it. It doesn't make sense, it yeah. Well, it
0: was hard to watch, but look, there might be a reason behind it, and they will yeah. get going. Um,
1: look, as far as matchups go, I, again, I know it's rap teddy, but. Um, I like the Cleary and SJ matchup, so I'd probably go SJV Titans, Cleary V uh, Tigers, and then Teddy against the Storm. Um, this is a good one from someone with a great Twitter name. I think it's Twitter. Seabold and the Beautiful. Do we think AFB's involvement on the weekend is a sign of things to come without Turbo? For reference, he averaged 77 in the seven <coughs> games without Turbo last season. Seems to be coming a trend. Something to it or yeah, not? Yeah, it's a
0: great stat, mate. Um, I might <laughs> jump back and see how he scored that 77. Was there a lot of base involved? Did he attack more? Just sort of check out how he got to that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, he, he's going to be heavily involved, absolutely, and probably more so without Turbo, indeed.
1: Yeah, look, <coughs> as I said, we don't have to look go
0: back and look at the actual
1: statistics, but I don't can't really see how they'd cross over on each other um, and how they'd link up, but... Look, maybe there is, but I mean, I think regardless, <coughs> AFB is a, a tremendous buy. Um, and look, maybe they, maybe they do look to dominate through the middle a little bit more rather than going wide early like they do when Tommy Turbo's yeah, there. Just so. less shifts,
0: less shifts wide. That's probably the only thing that that could help AFB. There it could happen.
1: Yeah. Um, BC asks <coughs> best replacement for the horse Big Red via Carrigan out of this Cheo for Tyler Mariner, takiaho or Butcher <sighs> has to do it this week. Let's. If that. you have
0: to do it this week, I'd probably have a crack at Butcher. Just <laughs> roll the dice. I think he's going to score well. His minutes should be decent. He'll make you money. So I think that money with a bike that can score well for you is still very beneficial at this stage of the year.
1: Yeah, is the safe one. Um, but Butcher's the one who there's the cash value rises to come out of it as well. Is the cheapest and could score really well. So I'd probably take the Campbell on Butcher as well. Um, if you can wait till next week to look at takiaho and Butcher, do that.
0: Definitely do it.
1: Looks like Sounds like you're in a pretty similar uh, situation to me. I've got the horse. I've got Carrigan in my front row. Um, but yeah. No, yeah, maybe, I
0: I'll, maybe I'll play someone else on your bench potentially. But yeah, check it out, mate. Yeah.
1: Um, what else have we got here? Lockie Patton has a small dilemma this week. Poor bugger. I have to get rid of the horse, poor old horse as well, <laughs> and Munster, <coughs> but I'd plan to up, upgrade Arrow this week as he isn't getting the minutes. Is it worth holding Munster for a week to upgrade Arrow or cash out money Munster <coughs> for Cleary?
0: You're in the same spot as me, Lockie. Um, potentially going to hold Munster a week to do some other things, but if you're going to go Munster to Cleary, to get Cleary in, I'd just get Cleary in, brother. JC Charles, among <coughs> other things, is... The hammer's still a buy? Mm, no, I don't think so. He might I'd check the cowboys draw, but I'm pretty sure it's tough coming up. I think like if put it like this, I'd get Tommy Taliao over Hammer a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, i am thinking the same. He's um he's had his first price rise now, so he went up.
0: He's not a horrific option by any means. Yeah. He'll make some cash and he could could explode at any point, but I'd go I'd be going Tommy. Yeah,
1: right he, he went up 60k, the hammer, <laughs> but he, um, the, the issue there is that, I mean, how good is his job security? Val comes back, all of a sudden the hammer's back to the wing. Uh, Cowboys upcoming draw. This is massive for anyone who might still have their son, Masters, got drink water, yeah. Um, the likes of them. Parramatta, oh. Roosters, Panthers, Seagulls, Raiders, so... That's why I'm thinking not a buy. If you've got any Cowboys bags, <laughs> get
0: get, 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 rid, rid. get rid of them, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Jeff Sims asked, best front row forward keeper out of AFB, Paulo, Clemmer, Papali, and Fodawaker?
0: I'm sort of thinking Clem still. I'll probably go Clemmer.
1: Just. Just. There's not much in it. There's not a lot in it. (laughs) I'd be going for Noah Blake now that he's back to 60 minutes. Um, But, I mean... Either or. Papali's the one I want if he starts playing 60 minutes on the read, which he's not at the moment. They had 63 last week, but they had that extra time. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably be for Neil Blake. Um, yeah, a lot of issues with the forwards at the moment, and the halves <laughs> and every other position. But Aaron Cross asks, who should I tra- trade Twol out for? AFB, Tohu Harris, Saifiti, Angus Crichton, or Yo? Bracket, have jewels.
0: So you don't have Yo yet? I think you probably need to get him in the centres, don't you? Yo's it's, the man, yeah. assuming
1: you're saying it's centre. Um, what about from the other four if you can't get him at centre?
0: Uh, well, same debate. AFB doesn't have a in there, so AFB out of those guys probably for me would be the option. Not Angus Crichton. Oh, didn't see him there. You spelled it wrong. <laughs> no, sorry, guys. Angus Crichton over AFB 100%. If you can get Crichton in, I even, think he's going to Even go with uh,
1: Crichton has a massive break-even <laughs> and the Storm and AFB's got a break-even of five.
0: Uh, depends on your side and if you need money. Mm. But the thing is, just the way the, the way, sorry this year's going, you might be like, okay, I'll hold a few weeks and I'll get this guy later. I've been saying that for the last month. I haven't got yeah. any money because I'm just covering injuries. So, look, if you can afford to get Crichton in, just do it. I think is the option. It's a huge play because people, a lot of people, won't have him at that price. Roosters have a nice run. He could go ballistic, but otherwise, there's nothing wrong with AfB. He'll make some money and he's on the up. Yeah.
1: I'm <coughs> same line of thinking, but the opposite option. Uh, I'm assuming you're looking for a strong second row part, a front row partner for Payne Haas. I'd be locking AfB with the break due to the break even. Um, Crichton has the storm this week. He could go fifty or sixty quite easily in that one. Um and then I'd be looking to get Crichton in next week. Um, if you can swing things that way,
0: yeah, it's a good option. And like everything with everything on this team, balance is key. We sort of don't have on paper who you've got in your squad, so check it out. And your best seventeen is always always good. But gee, I'm I'm big on Crichton, mate. He's he's so dangerous. Yeah.
1: Anyway, that's it for this week, guys. Uh, sorry for the the one day delay, which hasn't happened yet this year. But we'll be back to our normal Tuesday night slot next week. Uh, thank you, Spite.
0: Thanks, mate. All the best, guys, because I'm fired up for this weekend. We're back. The Injured Brigade are coming back. Watch out, Timo.
1: Go, the Raiders. Cheers. <laughs>